This is Audacity, Unlocking the Secrets of the Bold. I'm your host, Letitia Barriola. I'm a life and career coach, and I'm so glad you're here with me now. Uh, This podcast is all about finding the boldness, the confidence, courageousness, or as I love to call it, audacity to go after your dreams, the vision that God has for you. In my own experience, it takes audacity to get there. And so I interview women who are um, have big faith and big ideas and go out and make it happen. And I am just so happy you're here. We are moving along this fall with every single episode, hopefully giving you tips and stories to get you inspired and moving. And I want to ask, have you left a review? I just realized, you know, I'm a big podcast listener and everyone's always asking people to leave a review. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't ask people to leave reviews. I probably should do that. So if you don't mind, if you've gotten anything out of this podcast, if it has brought value to your life in any kind of way, do you mind leaving a review and letting the world know? It would really help my podcast reach more women around the world. I really appreciate it. Okay, today we are talking about perseverance. Um, You know, there's nothing quite like entrepreneurship to teach you what perseverance is all about. Listen, when you are working for someone, nothing wrong with that. I did that for most of my life. When you're working for someone, um, persevering, it's different because in most cases, at the end of the day, you can wake up, go back to your job and work and you know tune out all the drama or burnout or whatever and still get paid and everything be fine. But with entrepreneurship, so much is on the line. You know, you've taken a big risk to build a business from the ground up and persevere, choosing not to persevere in this case means um, you are leaving money on the table. You are not pushing forward a business idea that needs constant momentum. Um, There's just a lot at stake when you stall out and get stuck in your journey of entrepreneurship. And I I knew this right away. You know, if I'm going to take this leap from my nine to five to start my own business, I realized that there really is no quitting, right? Like, of course I can pivot and I can do other things, but I have to up my level of drive to see this thing through because I knew there will be distractions, there will be challenges, there would be high highs, some low lows. When something doesn't work, am I going to try to figure out continually, continually, even if it takes weeks or months, right? Like I, I had to really build up this idea of like, I got to, I got to toughen up a little bit, Miss Entrepreneur, right? So um, perseverance has taken on new life for me and has taught me a lot. And I wanted to talk to another entrepreneur about how persevering on the other side of perseverance, um, that's where we find our growth and that's where we find um, confidence. That's where we find God's promises, right? The Bible talks about perseverance. We know that. It tells us not to avoid it, like to, to go through the problem. Don't run away from the problem. Go through it. Uh, so, so God could be made strong and, and that you could finish your race. So I called up um, someone that I just interviewed for The Grio. If you didn't know, I'm a weekly contributor to The Grio. I have a show called The Reset there where I get the honor of sitting across from amazing thought leaders and entrepreneurs and female leaders um, about all kinds of things. And I had that chance with this next interview here on the audacity. Her name is Nani Israel. And right away, I just knew that she had so much to offer me and my listeners that during that, like right after that interview was done with the griot, I was like, Hey, can you get on my podcast? Because we got to finish this conversation. And she was so gracious to say yes. 
And so we talk about perseverance and what it means in entrepreneurship specifically, but stay with me. If you don't have a business or if you're not even interested in entrepreneurship, I get it. There are some gems that you can pick up too, just on the journey to living out your dream, whatever it is. But if you are an entrepreneur and if you're thinking about starting your own business of any kind, this is especially for you, okay? So Nani is a digital business growth strategist. She's the founder of the Ladies of Elegance Academy. It's an award-winning digital entrepreneurship charm school for ambitious women in business looking to transform their side hustles into six-figure plus enterprises using things like social media automation and executive assistance. Um, She has helped thousands of women successfully monetize their social media accounts from ground zero. That takes hard work and perseverance to do. Um, And you know, what I loved most about her story is that um, she started off after college in a professional environment, like a nine to five, working a couple different jobs. Um, And then she knew, she felt the call that she was supposed to go out and start something new, start a brand. And um, she wanted to help more women kind of avoid the rat race and step right into their divine alignment. And so she encountered um, a lot of challenges on the way, everything from homelessness to just making barely anything to cover her and her husband's expenses. But she figured out a way to how to persevere through all of that. And I wanted to know how, how, what did you do to keep going towards your vision of creating this business, this brand? And what you'll find is she developed a strong sense of purpose where um, not fulfilling this vision, it just wasn't an option, (laughs) right? Um, This idea of like not having a choice, but to see this thing through, she really felt that in her bones, okay? And I believe there's different levels of that. Um, I I have felt like that in my own journey where um, once I took that leap, I kind of told myself, well, there's no, there's no turning back. You know, like you changed, I changed everything about my life when I did that. And, um, but I want to be careful here because it's like, well, you know what? I can do whatever I want to do. You know, like, I don't want to scare myself into perseverance. I want to step into perseverance with big, full faith and belief in God and and his promises. So I want to be careful with that, saying like, you know, you don't have a choice, but you can't go back. For some people, that is kind of their drive and ambition. And that's, that's, that's their journey, right? For me, um, I didn't want to go after this, like, there's no turning back. Because part of me stepping into entrepreneurship also released this idea that I can be and do whatever God has called me to be and do. Whatever that looks like, whatever shape that takes, whatever job title that holds. But for this season right now, I have to persevere because I have not fulfilled the assignment yet on what he's called me to do as a business owner, as a coach. Um, So anyway just my thoughts on perseverance and and how it can feel different to each person in different seasons. So um, I hope you take away some gems with you and are inspired to persevere in whatever you may be going through right now Um, and pushing through last thing of my rant because you're about to hear me talk again. But um, I also want to say to you that persevering isn't always pushing through and grinding, you know, persevering isn't always working until 3am like Diddy or somebody, right? And just like going in, going crazy. in. that doesn't always have to look like persevering. Persevering can also look like putting a pause on the work and going to the feet of God and asking for instructions and alignment. Persevering can also look like not showing up on social media for a while so you can have clarity and peace of mind and and get that download you're looking looking for from God. 
So um, I just want to bust that myth that persevering has to also mean we hand over our life and we show up bloody and bruised. Like, no, no, sis, that's not what I'm trying to do. And that's not what I'm advocating for. Um, It could also mean this beautiful surrender where you're going to God and saying, God, I'm going to finish this race, but I also need to hear from you. I also need instruction from you. That, my friend, can also be persevering. So here's my conversation with Nani Israel. Well, hello, Miss Nani. Welcome to Audacity. Hello, hello. And thank you so much for having me on the platform. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad to have you. Um, I was so impressed by you and all your work when we spoke with the griot and I was like, let me just be a little selfish and just sneak in a little bit. Hey, can you come to my podcast, please? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Cause I feel like we barely scratched the surface in our last convo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We only have five to eight minutes. So there's so much more I wanted to ask you about, but can we start with just like your career journey and um, how you persevere through some things to get to where you are today. Maybe start with sort of um, when you knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur and what the journey to that looked like for you. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I will start with um, me being in college, sophomore year, I listened in on what was known as a, a, a dream job seminar, right? Um, and the speaker for this dream, this dream job seminar said something that really changed my life. He mentioned, he said, in order to get your dream job, in, in other words, what I consider your purpose in life, he said, find a problem in society that really pisses you off and be a part of the solution to change it. And so I thought to myself in college, because I figured, okay, well, uh, one of my biggest challenges was, I know I'm really good at, you know, I, I was like, okay, well, I'm good at business. I have a gift of gab. So let me just go ahead and get a degree in marketing. It's it's blanket enough for me to, you know, use it and reapply it wherever I need to use it. But what that was kind of like a pivotal moment for me because I considered, I said, okay, well, the thing that's, that really grinds my gears in a sense is the fact that every single time, you know, I turn on television and I see women that look like me this was back in like uh 2010 2011 just before the the natural hair you know wave came about the thing that I saw in mainstream media was the fact that every single time I looked at women that looked like us they were they were portrayed as shameless and combative and promiscuous and that was just so far-fetched from how I was raised to be confident within myself etc And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to popularize integrity. I want to popularize women showing up as their most, their most authentic selves without having to, you know, be drama filled or combative or, you know, all these other negative connotations that are associated with the term black woman, you know what I'm saying? And so that was when I knew that for what was out there, Number one, I, I, I knew I was too big. My spirit was too big for the jobs that I had. I had a, an admissions counselor job right out of college. I was actually fired for being black, real talk. Uh, I had a, <laughs> I had a, um, uh, a job making sales at Verizon, you know, right there on the floor with people selling five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 tablets a day, $1,000 <laughs> a pop making 25,000 a year. I was like, this is garbage. This is garbage. (laughs) There's no way in the world that people live all of their lives working for somebody else, making other people millions of dollars and you get crumbs for that. Who signs up for this? So so I, I told myself, I was like, you know what? I have to do something. And that something was in line with what I knew my purpose was, which is helping women to literally blossom into the very best versions of themselves. So when I started that journey, it looked more so, or the the way that it manifested itself was started off as just a charm school. And it was going to be that charm school for high school and college girls so that they would not have to face 
life after school, getting their degree, having no idea how to be able to utilize that to be in alignment with their divine assignment, in a sense, to build a, to build a business that feeds their soul as well as their family and not be stuck in the common rat race that so many of our, so many generations before us were stuck in, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that was the thing for me. Uh, and, and it has grown and it is blossoming. It has evolved into an online entrepreneurship charm school. So we still focus on helping women to gain confidence, but within the realm of their superpower, which is the perfect marriage between what they're really good at doing and what they love to do. Because here's the thing, nothing sucks worse than making six figures, hating what you do every day. The alignment ain't right. It's not right. <laughs> Everybody, if you, if they, people have been listening long enough to this podcast knows that that was actually me. Like that was a, a six figure earner and, and burned out and starting to really resent my work and have this really weird relationship with it. And it's because I heard there was a calling that there was, it was a time's up. Like it is time to move on. It's time to break away from this identity and create a new one. But for me, it's like, I didn't know really what it looked like for a long time, right? Like I didn't know what the next level would be until I did when I, like found the world of coaching and I, I understood what it was as a business. And so from there, I, I dedicated my, all of my energy and belief into becoming that. But what I want to know is that like, even when you make the decision, like when you made the decision to start the charm school and when I made the decision to become a coach and start my own business and leave this comfy, like for me, I was leaving a comfortable place, a successful place and starting from the bottom kind of right in a, in a new industry where I, I was going to have to grind and, and work my, my way into this new industry. But I think that like, what I want to talk about is that like that perseverance it takes to go from one place to the next and make that intentional decision. I'm going to do this thing because guess what? When you decide like half the battles deciding, right? Like you get all this drama around even deciding you're going to do something. Ooh, talk about <laughs> right? it. Right? <laughs> you go through all this drama. You're in maybe for like ever. And then finally you say, I'm going to do this thing. And then like life happens, right? And then like you got to fight off all this stuff to protect the decision you just made. So did you experience that in your road to making the decision for the charm school and then like actually doing it? Girl, let me tell you something. Okay, so first, oh, 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 I have so much to say to this. So, so the first thing I will say to that is the fact that when I was, after I made that decision, because for me, it's never been a question as to whether or not the, the business was going to be a reality as to whether or not it was going to be able to grow, because I knew what I was doing was bigger than me. And I've always uh, had a very strong sense of purpose, so much so to the point where if I, if I don't fulfill it, I, this, not fulfilling it is not an option. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. not, I, I, I can't fathom, I can't comprehend not getting to that point. So when you talk about perseverance, right, we're talking about, because yes, I, I see it all the time with the women who make the decision to say, you know what, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start this generational wealth journey. I'm going to do it, doing what I love. And I'm going to, I'm going to trust the process and I'm going to try my best. It took me, about, I think maybe five years or so before I really realized I had to invest in mentorship to really take my business to the next level. But before that, yeah. I was, uh, I had married my high school sweetheart in 2014, graduated college in 2013, married my high school sweetheart in 2014. Okay. We were uh, living off of one income for about the first two or, or so years of our marriage. And that income was less than $30,000 a year. We were homeless in the midst of that in 2017 for several months. I was working on my master's degree. We were pr practically living off of the refund checks that they get, you know, after you get a, an education loan and all that good stuff. Oh my God. So oh, with all of that stuff that was going on, never at any point in time, was it ever an option for me not to continue moving with my business? I had to make sure this is a hack for, for the ladies who are unaware. Any new business that you get, especially if it's digitally based, 
if you can get a company that will accommodate you sitting in front of a computer, you got one screen open. I literally did this for <laughs> at least three of the jobs that I had. You got one screen open doing your job, the other screen open working on your business. <laughs> Wait a second. Let me find out you were quiet quitting before quiet quitting was a thing. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me say this too, because I was doing, when I was a news anchor, this podcast is actually um, the manifest, like this was my, the start of me plotting my way out. And this podcast started in the studio of the, as, as a news anchor and it's called audacity. Like I did this right under the noses of my managers. Right. And not to be deceiving. I told them this podcast was going to be, I'm going to talk to audacious women with big ideas and, 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 um, you know, courageousness to go after it. Um, but low key is because I was trying to build my audacity to figure out how I could go after my big dreams, but I was doing that in where I was just like you had the, the two screens up. I had one microphone on the, in the newsroom and I had one microphone in the back where I was over here trying to figure out what can I learn from people like Nani? What, who can I learn from Estelle? Who can I learn from Elaine? Right. And eventually it worked. It eventually paid off. Right. Absolutely, because you have to surround yourself with winners. And when you surround yourself with winners, when that's the, the, the people in your circle, you literally have no choice but to win. What yeah. seems to be this impossible, unobtainable ceiling then becomes the floor with people who are walking on that floor on a regular basis. You see what I'm saying? So it's so that I, I love the fact that you mentioned that because you were intentional about what you fed yourself. You were intentional about the, the people that you got advice from. And I'm pretty sure that you've already seen at this point a, a consistency or a, a constant with those personality types, you know? Yes. It's like, yes. listen, it, it, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. No, I was going to say, you said, you said at that five year mark is when you realize, okay, mentorship and, you know, and that kind of, and I think that says something probably too around like the time that you were building your business. Cause now it's like, or maybe this is just my own timeline, but I feel like it's, it's more popular. It's more accessible, like coaching and masterminds and chart academies, right? Like I knew Mm -hmm. very early on that there is no way I can persevere and carry this vision out unless I had someone who was either already doing it, which was, a, which was to, for me, a coach. Like I, I had to hire a coach, invest in a coach who left her six figure career to start her coaching business. Like that's, that was her exact scenario. And I was like, name the, what, I don't care what the price is, what I have to do to get next to you. But I instinctively knew I had to work with someone who was doing what I was doing right away. Um, and that's what helped me persevere when I wanted to be like, what is this? How, how is this even going to work? Like you're going to leave benefits and go to go get insurance from who and what, but I had this yeah. woman in her, all her confidence saying, okay, let's talk about it. What are you going to do? You know, it's, it's crazy <laughs> because people who have, uh, the lesser income, can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. People who have lesser income, you're talking from, a uh, uh, married couple making less than we'll say 35,000, 40,000 a year, right? Those, we think of those extracurriculars as bills instead of investments. And that's the mindset that a lot of people are trying to overcome before they take that leap. Cause after they're on the other side of investing, they go, oh shoot, why didn't I do this sooner? You know? Yes. <laughs> Let me yeah. throw my money. I, I'm at the point, like I just made an investment two days ago. That was like, kind of took my breath away for a second, right? Like knocked the wind <laughs> out of me. But I knew because it's worked for me over and over again, that right. if I have this much belief in myself that and, and in God for me, right? That this is where I'm being called and this is my calling. And this is what I, I, the vision is true. Like this is not some dream. This is the vision given to me to execute then I got to take a couple, some steps towards that. And, and in a lot of cases, that means putting down your cash or your credit card to get in that space and get in those rooms. 
That's absolutely correct. And that is the reason why I remember the last time we had a conversation, we were talking about manifestation, right? I'm going to be the first person to tell anybody, especially my students, because we keep it real in the Zoom rooms. We keep it real. (laughs) And I pull back the curtain and I let them know, listen, these are the exact steps that you need to take. These are the exact systems that you use. This is what worked for me. Other people share their, you know, their accounts of what, you know, what's working right now so that everybody else can copy and paste, glean the same results, right? Yeah, I will be the first person to tell you manifestation is not magic. It is literally the combination of your faith coupled with your action for the ladies who go through uh, because we have an extensive application process for a reason. We want to make sure that the people that are in those Zoom rooms have that mindset that they're ready and willing to put in that work before you are ready and willing to put in the work part of being part of being ready and kind of getting to that next level means that you're taking the first step by putting your money where your mouth is. Like, what is your level of faith really? I'm not equating it with um, necessarily saying, hey, you know, if you believe you're going to grow your business, pay me some money. That ain't, that's not the situation. We're yeah. talking about realistically, all successful women understand and prepare to invest a certain amount of money in, we're talking ads, we're talking mentorship, we're talking systems, so forth and so on, employees in order to grow your business consistently and bring consistent four and five figure months into your business to keep it growing, you know? And so for those people who think, well, I'm gonna just go ahead and pay this little $20 and I would like to make a hundred thousand in the next year, your mind's, you're you're not ready (laughs) because you're not at that, you're not at the investment mindset yet. You're still in the, you're still in the, uh, in, in the broke mindset. We need to get you to the abundance mindset first, and then we can work with you. Because even if you make it to that stage where let's say you finally see a $5,000 week or a $10,000 month, and that's on the low end for for us regularly, right? Like if I make 10K in a month, I'm panicking. I'm like, oh hell, we got to make some, we got to pivot some things, like some things have to change, right? So, but but to in order to get there, if you're not in that right, in that abundance mindset, number one, you don't quite believe you can get there, which means you're going to be half stepping with the action steps that we literally lay out before you. And yeah. then you're going to be doubt, you're, you're, you're going to be doubting yourself. You're going to be um, uh, degrading or devaluing the work that you are putting in to get to those places. It's going to, it's literally like going up a sand hill, you know? And so a lot of a lot of times women have to do that inner work before you can get to that place where you're actually at your freedom lifestyle because when you have the time freedom and when you have the financial freedom you'll truly be able to enjoy it nothing makes me happier than to hear one of my new six figure or seven figure earners go i feel so fulfilled i feel so happy uh, you know i am where i've always wanted to be it's because a year ago, a year and a half ago, 18 months ago, you actually took that first step and you've been yeah. taking consistent action ever since. Yes. It takes, um, it takes a, 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 uh, uh, the, the kind of mind or the kind of person that is required to actually make it to the so-called six and seven figure, uh, you know, mark that people are looking to get into is that you gotta, you, it's it, the perseverance really and truly is in the consistency. And there's a lack of consistency when there's not a stronghold in time management. Mm-hmm. And when there's not a, um, when there's a, not a stronghold or when you have a stronghold on imposter syndrome, I'll say that, yeah. you know, you're consistently doubting and, you know, thinking you're going to get found out and thinking that, you know, you're a fraud or that you're not insert the blank enough you know in order to get to the next level but those those are lies those are lies those are all lies <laughs> that they we tell are. ourselves first and we allow other people to tell us you know <laughs> yes and i think you know being on the other side of that so when i was you know in my news anchor career i knew that i was made for more right i just didn't know what the more was and i was trying to figure out so but what woke up sort of a sleeping giant within me is a conversation just like we're having right now. And it was on a podcast and it was with Rachel Rogers, uh, the author of We Should All Be Millionaires. And I was listening to this black woman talk like unabashedly, unapologetically about why black women in particular should have the audacity every single day to demand more and to and to create more wealth 
for them and their for their families and why that's great for the world, why that's great for their bloodline, right? Like I had never really, you know, like I've heard like Jay-Z, right? I've heard like, I've heard rappers and stuff talk about, you know, flipping, being billion, all this stuff. And I, I, I've always loved that, right? Like that's always, I've always resonated with this idea of we are, we are black people and we are special and we, we um, are resilient and, and we have to have some audacity about our lives to get to where we're going. I've always resonated with that, but Rachel was like mm-hmm. a kind of like a not regular, but she was not a celebrity basically. And she was talking about money in a way I'd never heard before. And, and I feel like this conversation, I, I'm hoping that like when people are in it, especially if you're a new business owner and you're feeling like this ain't it and it's too hard or whatever, I hope conversations like this kind of encourage people to persevere, to keep going, because I do believe it's, it's, you know, like, I believe that we, it's our birthright. Like I'm starting to believe that it is our birthright, right? Like having wealth to pass down to my children and their children and like making a significant impact on this world. I believe there's, there's money attached to that and that God is going to, I'm going to earn more and more of his trust to steward his wealth. But anyway, I don't know if that's resonating with somebody, but th- I was Absolutely. just going to point out that this conversation, hearing two Black women talk like this about putting people on game on how to overcome, keep going. You do deserve more. You do deserve top dollar. You don't deserve to stay in that 25, 30,000. Like, no, 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 no. Sometimes you need someone to wake you up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And part of the uh, great awakening, as I like to say, because they're Black women are actually, according to Forbes in 2019, the largest group of uh, growing entrepreneurs in this country. Um, mainly, well, hell, for several reasons we probably don't have time to get into. But I will, <laughs> I will say that because we are the largest group, we are educating ourselves more and more about how to get it out here and make it happen. And I think the biggest or the easiest way here, the, the how do I say this? How do I say this? The, the conclusion of the whole matter is this is that we want more abundant relations life is all about relationships because it, it doesn't mean a hill of beans if you're making pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds of money right if you do not have genuine authentic relationships to enjoy that money and enjoy that time with and if you don't have if you're not in the right frame of mind to truly enjoy the, the, how do I say, there's not necessarily, the way that life works is that there's not necessarily a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's quite literally a journey. And the journey is what you need to enjoy. It's not like, say, for example, I know for me, cause we're, we're right now at a little over 400 K, right? I have a, I have a, an ultimate goal of getting to a milli on IG with, we'll say less than 20K followers. Right now we're at like 16K. So if we if we can get to that, that's gonna that probably uh, uh, ideally be the biggest goals that I've ever accomplished. But what we've done, the little baby steps in between make yeah. all the difference in the world. Like I was able to take my team on our second annual company meeting. I'm able to treat them. I'm able to, you know, so we, we go out and we go on a boat and we do this and we do that. You know, I can take my husband out on a surprise trip and, you know, allow him, to take some time off from his job because he works so hard. I can go and visit my family or take a random Vegas trip with my family, you know, and and still not have to worry about, like, I, I gotta tell you, there's nothing, there's no better feeling than being in the middle of nowhere on a ski resort mm-hmm. and then you get a notification, you know, made 10 grand for the day. <laughs> it is a beautiful uh, thing, okay? I it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes, honey, yes, 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 yes. And that's the thing is, and to literally sit and enjoy those kinds of moments, to I remember one of the uh, one of my favorite quotes that I saw online it says all I want to do is stay low key make money and book a flight every month okay like <laughs> if I could just do that okay yes. that's yeah. that's that's the thing that's bay that's bay so so with the, with those idealisms I think so many of us get caught up in the money aspect of things because a lot of us women equate money with security There have been many experiences that we have had, especially as black women, where we have experienced a lack of security, whether that be in, you know, our relationships, whether that be in our jobs. And so, so the one thing 
that we all believe we're able to control is our financial situation, especially with all these new systems and, uh, you know, and processes and so forth that allow us to be able to take the middleman, take the underdog and simply apply ourselves using these systems and using these strategies. And you can actually come out the same way that big corporations have been able to for decades and decades and, and decades. Mm. And so if there's anything that I want anybody to take away from this conversation is the fact that you have to be, you have to be people driven first. You need to be focused on what assignment you have. What I mean by assignment is what is the one talent, the one skill, the one passion that the most high has blessed you with that you can then take and contribute to your immediate circle, that you can contribute to your community, that you can contribute to your society. Monetize off of that, make a living off of that, and you'll be the happiest person in the world, mm. even if you never get to, even if you never get to six figures. Yeah. Serving, is, serving at your highest capacity is one of the uh, happiest or one of the best things that you could do to live the most, the richest life, the most you know, the fullest life that you possibly can. So it's not, the focus isn't necessarily on the money because granted, granted, yes, it's a beautiful thing to be able to get out here and make bukus, but you got to know what to do with it. Like I said, if you, if you, if, if I gave you a hundred thousand dollars today, today, and you had a broke mindset, that hundred K would be gone the next month. It'd be mm -hmm. gone 30 days from now. Yeah. Okay. And then you'd yeah. be, you'd be in a worse off situation than when you started at. It's literally about a lifestyle change. It's about a mindset change. And so that's, I think where the, the, uh, uh, charm school come into play too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We could talk about the, the perseverance and all that good stuff. It's like that mindset is quite literally, it needs to be focused and centered around serving at your highest capacity. When mm -hmm. you're serving at your highest capacity, you can branch out the many different ways that your skills and talents are able to solve a problem that you see in the world that makes you angry enough to consistently make change, consistently pour your blood, your sweat, your tears, your effort into. So even the times that you're tired, that if not moving and not focusing on it anymore is not an option because you are born to do it. Does that make sense? So that's, oh my that's gosh. my biggest thing. And that is one of the biggest things that I pour into my students. And that's one of the main reasons why, like we get it done. Okay. Yes, <laughs> there's no choice. Yes. Yeah. You got no choice. <laughs> yes, man. What a leader, what a leader you are. Like these women are so blessed to have you as their leader. I just want you to know that. Um, Oh, that's gonna, so sweet. Yes, they are. They are. You are leading women to a higher place and you know that you are. And there's nothing more powerful than that. So um, I want to end on this kind of, and you kind of touched on it, but I, I want to get even like more detailed around like what's a tangible something someone can do right now to get out of the slump and get out of the lots of people are stuck. They're all lots of people are feeling like they don't know what to do, how to do it. So they just stay put. And I will say, so I want to know what, like, what is your advice for people to, to get out of stuck and into like actually persevere to get past the really tricky, hard parts of their career, right. Or business and keep going. And I'll say, my final note, what I have to do, because it does happen, like, yes, I love what I do. I could, I have to stop myself from working. Like I have to stop mm -hmm. myself from working. I have to make mm -hmm. myself go to bed, right? Because I, I love it so much. But that doesn't mean that there are times where I feel sluggish or slow, or maybe a little overwhelmed with all the work that this building my brand entails. And so mm -hmm. what I do when I know I need, cause we, we can't really lose days, right? Unless you plan this baby out way in ahead. I, I have, I have to be consistent. So mm -hmm. what I do to kind or of, or you have to delegate, I got to or tell delegate, you. You know which I, I just learned yes. what I, now I'm able to actually, like it's, it's, I, I basically, I hired someone like my first employee, which has been amazing. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. You yeah, know, that's, that's a awesome. big deal. <laughs> yes. So I, I, first thing I did was bring someone on. You're right. I brought in some help, but second, <clears throat> I realized I started feeling foggy or not as motivated when I wasn't, um, 
for me in my personal journey, when I wasn't really connected to my faith, like I, I mm-hmm. should, or I don't want to say should, or like, I'm not connected to like my deepest why, um, like I was in the past or like the month before, right? Like I've drifted away kind of from the God who I believe has called me into this work. And I started mm-hmm. doing the work in my own strength and for my own reasons and for, I right? So it's like, mm-hmm. because I'm ambitious and because I love it, I can, I can kind of stray away kind of from the relationship aspect of my faith. And so what I do, I said all that to say, when I feel sluggish and stuck and don't really want to persevere, it's usually a signal to me that I need to get into my quiet place. I need to go back to my faith, go back to God and be like, Hey, I know it's been a couple days or whatever. Like here I am. I'm back. <laughs> right. Like I'm back. Can, can you come back? Can we get back together? You know what I mean? Like, can we get back yeah, to absolutely. the routine? Can you, I need a fresh, um, I need a fresh touch from you. I need a fresh word. I need to hear worship music or I need to, and then almost instantly the feeling of purpose and mission, the why behind what I do comes back to me. So that's what, what I do to get back in motion. What do you do to get back in motion? I love that. And I do the same as a matter of fact, <laughs> but yeah. my biggest thing is that I don't, I don't, I don't do it alone. You can't do it alone. So, uh, one of the biggest things I need, I need to read scriptures consistently yeah. in order to make sure that my mind is right to be able to lead the people because everything that I do just work, just, just real talk. Everything that I do has to be in alignment with with my faith with keeping the commandments because that's my faith you know what i'm saying so if so if so if that's the case right if that's the case i need to say okay let me let me go on ahead and review some scripts like like for one one thing that i would suggest to uh to ladies who are listening to this is that when you get stuck one thing that you need to do to recharge you you remember us talking about your circle right yeah. The first thing is not to afflict to is to consistently and the scriptures mention this not to afflict yourself in your own counsel. Okay, mm-hmm. do not afflict yourself in your own counsel. What that essentially means is don't be so uh, uh, enamored or 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 wrapped up in your own self doubt that you allow that to prevent you from taking the necessary action that you know you need to take to get to where you're looking to be. Okay, mm-hmm. the second thing is that in not afflicting yourself in your own counsel, now it's time to make sure that we are making a conscious effort toward our time management. Because a lot of us have a whole lot more time than we think we do. And uh, and procrastination necessarily isn't, (laughs) it's not a time management thing, it's a feeling management thing. So the times that, the times that you feel unmotivated, because I'm gonna keep it real with you, I don't feel motivated. 100% of the time, but that shouldn't prevent you from having the discipline to continue on, especially when you get employees. So now, now that you have, is this your first employee? Yes. That is super exciting. When you (laughs) you have employees, that is literally an entirely different level of accountability. And that's actually one of the things that I'm, I, I am just pressing forward so much with my new students that we're now assigning them their own $3 an hour executive assistance, right? So we have to actually train them. I didn't, I didn't realize how much I needed to, but we're actually training them on being true leaders and true employers. We, we, we walk around and we act like employees around here. Okay. Yes. (laughs) When you have, when you have employees, especially, and I, even if you don't have employees for my ladies who are just getting, you know, you're, you're a solopreneuring it, you're DIYing it, you know, and you're doing what you got to do. And so you can get to that point where you can delegate. It's perfectly fine. The biggest thing is to make sure that you have a good, strong hold on your time management. So one hack to be able to do is to make sure if you have 37 tabs open up in your head, like I do, then to just make sure that you're allocating no more than three major to-dos every day. And as long as you're taking little small action, little small action, little small action every day, every day, every day, you're going to shock yourself by how much you get done by, we'll say day 30 or day 60 or day 90. Okay. It, It makes a huge difference, but that that added layer of accountability when you have, in your case, if you're a solopreneur, not you, 
not you, Letitia, but yeah. uh, it, you know, for my, for my ladies who are just getting started for the solopreneurs, if you don't have an employee to hold you accountable, get yourself a biz bestie. Get yeah. yourself a biz bestie and make sure that you have somebody that's in your corner that you can consistently bounce ideas back and forth. Because you can't talk to everybody about your business savvy. You can't, not everybody understands what being a real entrepreneur means. Not everybody understands what it means to walk in their purpose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You live it, you breathe, you wake up with it, you go to sleep with it, you think about it every day, you eat with it, I, it lives with you. You can't peel away from it, right? And mm-hmm. so because of that, because of that, it's important to make sure that you are connecting with somebody that feels the exact same way about what they're doing. And they can come, actually, studies actually show that when you have an accountability partner, especially when you verbalize what your uh, end goal is, that actually, that actually um, not accelerates your growth or accelerates your success, but it increases your chances of success by a minimum of 90% minimum 90%. So it's incredibly important to make sure that you have an accountability partner or that you have a, um, you know, a a business bestie, a business circle. And if you're somebody that is getting to the point where you have employees, there is nothing more rewarding because you, of course you, that person is relying on you to make sure that they're able to feed their families. Okay. So there's nothing more rewarding than making sure that, you know, they're taken care of because they're, they're taking care of your business and the business takes care of them. It's a, it's supposed to be a harmonious relationship. If you have, if you're, you're very well organized, you maintain really fantastic communication and you show a little vulnerability every now and again, because you're, you know, with them knowing that we're not perfect, I got to tell you, it is the best feeling in the world to literally know that you have a team behind you that's just as passionate about your mission as you are. So you can say, all right, this is what, this is the big goal that we have for the week. So Monday, we're going to, we're going to break this goal down by five big steps. Monday, we're going to do step one, Tuesday, we do step two, Wednesday, step three, so forth and so on. So by Friday, boom, goal is done, honey. And now we can, we can move on to the next thing. It, it, I'm telling you, there's so many different moving pieces behind this, but the most, it's just, it's so incredibly rewarding to be able to pay your people, give them a little bonus because they were working super extra hard on your, on your vision, (laughs) you know? Well, what I love, and thank you for that, because I, what you're basically saying is like build momentum for yourself, like get momentum going again. Um, an mm-hmm. object in motion stays in motion. It's like in an object, what is it? That still stays still, whatever the, the science is. Right. Right? It's, like, <laughs> it's some kind of law, okay? Physics, I don't know. But it's true. <laughs> uh, motion, an object in motion stays in motion. So that means you have to consistently t- move your body, move your thoughts, move, get into action. And you just gave us like the blueprint on how to do it, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Um, Nani, you're actually quite genius and I would love (laughs) for you to share if this resonated, like I have my own services and stuff, but I'm not a, I'm not a business coach, right? Like I can, I help people with their business, but like you have business game, especially for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so for the audience out there that like, this is your coach, right? Like this is the person you need to be working with when it comes to entrepreneurship and building your business. So how can people find you and like join, get into your community? Absolutely. And thank you so much for that. That is so sweet for you to say. True, <laughs> All right. So I, I'll just say this, like I, I am a, I'm a career coach. I'm a life coach. I, I have all types of women in my practice from general counsels to real estate agents. Right. But there's something like I have my own business coach, right? Like mm-hmm. business coaches that can help. And I don't know if that's what you call yourself, but you clearly help. Like this is your coaching niche, right? Is helping women yes. in business. But it's like, like I have a business coach and I also have, I do some life coaching of my own. Like I have my own life coach, but I think it's super important for entrepreneurs to not just have a general coach. That's all good. But if you can get, pull yourself in a, someone who is business savvy, who's been there, who has built a successful business and get the blueprint from them. It's the fastest way to grow Absolutely. your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. I literally, I don't tell very many people this. I usually tell my insider students this, but in order to get to the 400 K that we got to since 2017 by monetizing IG with less than at this point, 17 K followers, it, I've probably spent between ads, processes, coaching, the whole situation, probably a good solid $50,000. 
So it, so, and granted that was gradual and, you know, you make a little bit, you invest a little bit, you know, you do what you got to do, but you know, it, it, it's definitely lesson. The roadmap, the roadmap, the roadmap is bay. If you don't have a roadmap, you need to get one soon. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, so, uh, we actually do provide a roadmap. So, um, for the ladies who are just getting started in their business journey, let's say you haven't even gotten to your first $1,000 in business yet. We actually have a free app, Boom Shakalaka, that you can download from either the um, the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. The yeah. name of the app is called the CEO Glow Up Society. So S-H-E-E-O. Glow up, of course, y'all know how to spell it, G-L-O-W-U-P, society. So when you download that app, uh, what I actually have you do is take our free side hustle success challenge. This particular challenge is where I have pulled back the curtain within a 30-day period, and I show you step-by-step every single day from day one to day 30 for about 30 minutes a day on exactly what you need to do in order to generate your first, we'll say $5,000 by monetizing social media, even if you're just starting in the idea stage. When I tell you, I'm giving you the hot sauce. I think the most somebody has reported making without even being one of our students is about 1500 in a week. Like that's, that's, that's what we're looking at there. Now that's where you would start if you're at absolute ground zero for my ladies who are just super, super ready to scale to that six figure mark. That's when it's time to have some one-on-one eyes on your business. So uh, that's where you would schedule what's known as a glow up call where either you're going to be on a zoom call with either myself or any one of my academy coaches, we actually audit your whole situation. We look at your, we look at your social media accounts. We look at your websites. We look at whether or not you have any funnels because we specialize in social media automation. That's Mm -hmm. what we specialize in. Yes. Yeah. So uh, setting up systems in place so that you can make sure that as you're growing your business, you're slowly firing yourself, but even more so you are making sure you got, you have tangible systems that are set in place. So you're not going to be a slave to your business. Like you were to your job. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, for those ladies who are ready to scale to the six figure mark, the glow up call is meant to really sit you down, give you a hundred K plan of action and let you know exactly, you know, what it is that you need to do in order to reach that in the next 12 weeks, not 12 months, 12 weeks. Okay. And only if it makes sense for us to provide you with that, that, you know, that roadmap to your success. And we, we, we provide that to you. So that's essentially what that looks like in in order to schedule a glow up call. The website is go.loeacademy.com forward slash apply our, you know, our, our socials are all LOE Academy. That's L-O-E-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. If you wanted to shout us out. And another thing that I would also suggest, because I always give free tips on a weekly basis to the tribe that's in my text message list. So you will get text messages from me, honey. Okay. If you (laughs) want to do that, um, be sure to text the word start to 2177 glow up. So the phone number is 217-745-6987 to text the word start. And I can just automatically shoot you the link to download the app if it's easier to do that. You know what you just did? You just took away every single excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Every single excuse has been snatched. Okay. Is off the table. And it's like, what are you waiting for? She is giving you different levels of entry into the world of entrepreneurship and how to begin exactly what we're talking about, how to persevere. So thank you for your time. You know how, I mean, I told you in the beginning, as an entrepreneur, your time is limited and you just, you gave Mm -hmm. me 45 minutes and you gave my audience 45 minutes. And I just pray that it comes back to you triple fold, however, you know, it should. And so just thank you again. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yay. Thank you for listening. And I'm so glad you stayed to the end. Um, If you get a chance, please leave a review. Let me know what you think about the podcast by talking to me on social media, you know, post that you're listening. Tell me your big takeaways. You can find me at coach with Tish on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you and we'll talk next week. Take care.